your short track racing connection. Broadcasting from the S3 studio and presented by All Weather HVAC. This is the Turn 4 Podcast. Look for us every Tuesday where all major podcasts are found. Like us on social media at Turn 4 Podcast. And now, DJ, Zach, and Brian, take it away. Green, green, green. We're on like a hot streak here. We're on a record for all of us being here for like the most amount of weeks in a row. And we have another guest this week. Uh, we've got Josh Vanetta from JDV Productions. Josh, how are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're good up here. It's a little rainy, but other than that, we're okay. Well, I mean, that far north, it could be snow. Uh, I think I, I was gonna say I think tomorrow actually there may be a chance of snow. So shut up. <laughs> Too soon. I get it. Too it, soon. Sorry. It is. So obviously everybody's seen at this point, but the big announcement was made. You at JDV Productions is taking over running a Manadnock Speedway for next year. And you are well ahead of the ball game. You actually already have a schedule out. We do. You do. So we have it pulled up here in front of us. So you're going to open up on April 20th with the JDV Open. I'm assuming that's an open modified show. No, it's not. It's just the opener for the JDV Productions team. Okay. Is that yeah, there? So. Is that a points race for everybody? It is. Yeah, we're navigating that. You know, we've obviously got some feedback from the teams. They're a little worried about new asphalt. We'll find a way to get the cars on the track um, <laughs> before that. Um, you know, this configuration is not all that much different. Um, and so we'll, we'll sort it out. But yes, it's going to be a points race. Uh, and the reason is, I mean, normally I wouldn't open like that and then take a week off and then come back with the Granite State Derby. But uh, it was very important to us that the Manadnock House teams were the first that got to race on the asphalt. Um, you know, their support through the years has earned them that right. And that's why the schedule looks the way it does. Otherwise I would have just invited them to the Granite state Derby. Yeah. So after, so basically every division that you're going to have at Manadnock for regular house divisions are all there on the 20th. And then it looks like you've got a practice the following weekend and then May 3rd and 4th, you're going to have an open practice on a Friday and then the Grand yeah. State Derby on Saturday, May 4th. Yep, that'll be the first of three-wheel and modified tour races. We'll have two of our house divisions on that uh, on that card. It'll be the Super Streets and the Pure Stocks, and they'll be joined by the Pro 4s, Mima Lights, and then <clears throat> one of two open mini-stock races, which we think will draw some pretty uh, good attention. I was actually working on their rules package today. I was going to say, so obviously a little bit different rules than what you're going to have for your weekly stuff, correct? Yeah, exactly. Our cars will be legal to race in it, but it'll be a little bit more open than our rules are. And we'll probably add um, the legends to that race as well. They're just working on their schedule um, and they they weren't ready to commit by the time we publish this. That's that's fair. Uh, The Derby, is that a 150 lapper or 200 lapper? Uh, It's to be determined. To be determined. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. it'll, It'll be it'll be one of those two. Yeah, I, I, I guess you could have gone 175 if you really wanted to be different, but I kind of figured it would be at least 150 there. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we got to see. I, I, you know, I know there's a lot of concerns about tires and everything, and um, we'll, we'll we'll sort that out. Um, races have been run on new asphalt before, and everybody got to the other side. Um, I think we'll be okay. 
So I'm going to ask the dumb question, and I don't know if you're at liberty to actually answer this or not yet. Would they would they do a tire test there beforehand, or probably not? I think we're going to try to. Yeah, I think we're going to try to. Um, I've talked with Irish and Rob Summers, um, so we're going to we're going to try and uh, get a get a compound test there uh, before before that. Yep. So then you come back the following weekend on May 11th for what you're calling your weekly series opener. It looks like, again, just all the normal house divisions with yet nothing coming from the outside on that May 4th date. Or excuse me, May 11th date. Yep. No, that'll that'll be the our main focus, as you probably can see by looking at the schedule, is our main focus is on investing in the weekly racing program at Manadnock, um, you know, touring series come and go and they're great and they're exciting. And it's a novelty when they are, when they get there, but they they leave and the, the weekly racing teams are the ones that have to generally pay higher prices when they're there. Um, and so we really want to focus on building up the weekly, weekly racing program and making that something that people want to see um, just as much as they want to see an outside touring division. Hey, that's, I, I agree with that concept wholeheartedly. I think that'll be, pretty pretty well uh supported at that point um especially if you're going to invest in those guys all year long that they'll want to invest in your big open shows are the ones that you kind of just alluded to where you got to spend a little bit more money to get in but if you're being supported all year it's easier to do that it is i mean we've you know we've made it clear that um that's our commitment we before it was even asked for i went to the second meeting with the teams um in september and i handed them a a, a purse increase and we gave everybody uh, you know, we suggested everyone get a raise, um, which we're just going to move forward um, on that program. And there'll be a point fund next year as well um, that we're working on. Uh, so we'll have more information on that at a la- later time. But we're putting our money where our mouth is. Hey, I think it will it should gather some support. So May 18th, you've got written down a pure stock special. Yep, it's going to be an extra distance for, uh, race for those guys. Um, we'll work out the details as we get closer. There's some some things that i'm not ready to talk about with that yet but um some some interesting ideas have been kicked around so we'll have some fun with it um also i think what it's that pretty much that and six shooters are left for your rules aren't they uh the no the mad pups and the pure stocks and they'll be out um they'll be on the website either uh tonight or tomorrow so um we'll make our november 1st deadline perfect that's good i love that you're keeping that youth class too Oh yeah, it's cool. I mean, you know, we weren't going to change the name of that actually, but it was uh, it was suggested. What if you did this when we were kicking around the Mad Dog Modifieds? I was like, yes, that's a great idea. So that's why we changed it. The Mad Pups, and I mean, they've actually got uh, we've got nine entries for those guys already. Oh wow, nice for the Mad Pups, and, and even more interest. I actually think that division will see double digits this year. I was going to say, so that's that's definitely an increase from last year. Cause, and again, it's not knocking the division by any means. It's not an easy one. You know, you got to have the right kid to be interested in the right setting and everything, but that's definitely a pickup from last year. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, there's, a, there's and I think half of the half of the entries or more are females, which I think is fantastic. That is, that's, that's pretty good. Um, so you come back the next week, June 1st, which is a triple crown round one. I'm going to make the assumption that's for the super streets. That would be a faulty assumption, DJ. Oh, it is a, it is a triple crown for all of the house divisions. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So there'll be, there'll be an enhanced purse for all of the divisions on, uh, the three triple crown nights, uh, that we'll be running and there'll be a, uh, there'll be a champion of the triple crown as well that we will um that we'll celebrate and we'll recognize 
So you are definitely truly putting your mouth, your money where your mouth is for doing all the house divisions for a triple crown. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do a point fund for the triple crown. Right. Um, but we're going to take, we're taking, we feel that it's more important to keep the race teams going during the year. So we're going to enhance, we're going to take any money we would have done for a point fund. And that's all going to go right into the purses for those three triple crown races. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, June 8th. I'll, I'll ask oh, so on, on that, Josh, is there's still points. It's just not a points fund is what you're saying. Cause you said there's a champion of the triple ground. Yeah. So we'll use it. That's right, Brian. We'll use the, we'll use the point system that's in the rule book. Um, and that will count for obviously for the year long championship we're running. And we'll use the same exact system for the three triple crowns. And we'll do a full champion crowning on the, the September the 7th, like we would for a regular uh, for the champions that we would normally do at the end of the year. So we'll, we'll recognize them the week before, but using the same point system, that's correct. Okay. Dan, I'm assuming you don't have a format that you can release for those races yet. No, I mean, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at laps. Um, you know, I'm looking, I've been reading the surveys again, uh, looking at race distances and then um, qualifying formats. I've got to find something that I think everybody wins with, you know, the fans were pretty clear there. They've had enough of time trials um amen so I've, I've got it. yeah uh them, them and me both um <laughs> so uh but the, the race teams were pretty clear that they were on extra distance or special events they wanted to try and call uh, time trial so I've, I've got to look at all that because there's also points implications for heat races now um you know those who have given the rule book a careful read will see that um so we're going to award heat points uh which i think is going to um will that worked really well for us at Thompson really, really well. And I think it'll work really well here as well. I got to give you a shout out about that heat race points. Again, I, you're, you, you and I have had this conversation. It doesn't matter what you do. You're never going to please a hundred percent of the people you're looking for. But I thought it was funny that, uh, our, our friend JD Stockwell created a little podcast called the heat race hero. And then you come out with your heat race points the following week or whatever he has, it was. He has a He's yeah, just starting one up and actually Josh commented right underneath it. It was like, Hey, he had fruition or whatever it was. I That's don't remember exactly sick. what was said, but it was, it was pretty, it was the pretty timing hero. Good for you, JD. That's good, <laughs> good marketing. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I, I was like, wow, heat race heroes. You guys didn't even know. And this is what you came up with. It's yeah. pretty neat. Just spot on. Uh, well, I mean, you know, that, that obviously, you know, we're aware of the, it worked very well for us at Thompson. Um, but we're also aware of the challenges that exist with that. I mean, you also, you, now you have to police the heat races as tightly as you police the race itself. Um, yeah. because it matters, you know, you, you get five, six heat wins during the course of the year. That's 30 points. It's a yeah, big deal. That's a big that's swing. A valid point. It's a huge swing. Valid point. Um, in, in your heat race points, I know, what was it? It was like five, four, three, two, one. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We only, and, and then if you're in this, if you're in the sixth spot, you don't get anything, you get nothing. So, cause I know yeah. what is it, is it act that does it, that everybody gets a point for starting the heat race? I believe. I don't know if they do. I know their plus minus system is if you start on the pole and win, they give you a plus one. Yeah. I think they do. They do some sort of heat race points, but I think, I feel like they pay out everybody at least a point. So I didn't know, but you're going to go fifth gets a point, And then if you finish six in your heat race, you unfortunately just don't get a point. Yeah, you don't get any points. You gotta, you gotta finish better. <laughs> hey, I love the mentality. Can I ask just a quick question? So this is like uh, coming from more of a fan standpoint. I am all for, and I think a majority of the fans are for paying the racers more because I believe that that's what gets cars there, right? Better pay, more cars are going to show up. Um, I know that one thing that was tossed around was like the price of the front gate. So with the 
with the pay going up, does that mean the front gate cost is going up, or is that going to say the same? Oh, man, that's the first time I've gotten that question since JDB Productions was announced to be taking over Monadnock. The answer is, as I've said consistently, that the prices at the front gate in uh, every instance have remained the same, or in the instance of the modified tour races will be coming down. Perfect. So there's no change to that. And we basically did the same thing with the, uh, the pit prices as well. We're not trying to tax anybody to do this. You know, my view is that you take, you fix the problem by increasing the car counts. You don't need to tax the people that are already coming. What you need to do is you need to increase your volume. And that's the general approach that we're taking. Um, so, and I think, I think the purse increases we've made, uh, have, will the, in, the early indications are we made the right decision because we've got 20 super streets registered already. <laughs> it's, it's October. That's yeah. It. We haven't even gotten to November 1st yet. <laughs> is, um, are your, is the purse posted yet, Josh, or not yet? No, we'll get it out there soon. Yep. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's not a mystery, but we'll get a final document that everyone can share. It's the race teams have it. It's the same one I put out there. Yep. The only thing that they haven't seen, which I'm not, done you with yet is the uh is the special event purses so like um the triple crowns i mentioned already the firecracker 100 purse and the um the point fund as well yep so those those aren't done okay so you come back on june the 8th and you have the winchester open so i'm gonna be done guessing as to what these are because obviously i was wrong with the triple crown but open open modifieds for 100 lapper i'm assuming correct that, that that one is yeah and we're and we're gonna hope it's not 40 degrees and misting um yeah. for the entire day uh when we run that one off but yeah we'll add the truck division for that as well the evolve pro trucks our modifieds will be off obviously because they're they're legal to compete in the jdv open modifieds um i'm gonna have some big news on that um, which i'll probably be ready to share sometime just before thanksgiving but uh you will not want to miss that perfect we're there yeah, there's a good chance I'm probably not going to miss many races down there yeah. next year. Um, June 15th is 350 Thunder in the Mountains. Yep, so that's going to be the return of the 350 Supers, the Little Web Super Series um, that Bobby Weber is putting together. Um, he's going to bring the 350s to Monadnock, which should be just phenomenal on the new asphalt. Um, and they're going to join our house divisions uh, that night, um, which should be should be really exciting. Dude, those things are gonna roll on that. Yeah, asshole. they should be pretty quick. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be really fast. Uh, and I think they're, you know, I mean, they're racing outside of Star more often this year. Um, so I think you're gonna see some really nice car counts as well for that. That's gonna be, you know, our June is really pretty kick ass if you look at it from top to bottom. Yeah. So you have Triple Crown Round One. You have the Winchester Open One Hundred, Three Fifty Thunder in the Mountains. You have a week off, and then the Firecracker One Hundred on June 29th. Yeah, we're going to take the New Hampshire Motor Speedway week off. I'm working on some non-motorsports events for that. Um, and I also should point out, since you called out the week off, we're also off on Memorial and Labor Day. That's a product of teams telling us that you know they wanted to have some time off. And that seemed like the most logical things to me. Um, in addition to the fact that if you look around, um, in the, in the Western New Hampshire market, uh, Labor Day and, uh, Memorial Day are just so busy. Yeah. 
So I don't, I didn't feel really like I wanted to put my hat in the ring to add something really big in there and just dilute the fan base for everybody even more. So we're looking at some fun stuff for, for the, those three weeks that are non-motorsports or traditional non-motorsports events. That'll be fun. Um, but we are off and then we come back with the firecracker 100, which is, this will be the 15th annual, uh, firecracker 100. I think it, it started out as an MRS race. Um, which I, I think I was at that one actually, as a matter of fact, I officiated that race. And now this year will be a hundred laps for the mad dog modifieds. Um, and we should, that should be a really good night. I, I think you're going to see a massive car count for that event. Massive. Yeah. I don't, which again, that one always usually does pretty well on its own anyways. And then obviously whatever you're figuring for your flair that you want to put on top of it will probably only help. Yeah. Well, we've got, I mean, if you look at the the registrations right now, we've got 22 modifieds in the door uh, that I have in my possession and that nine of them are rookies. Whoa. So um, it's not unrealistic to think that that field will be over 25 cars. That's what will you, what will you start? Yeah. 32. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that. Brian Roby's on this podcast, so he'll, he'll be texting me. He'll be texting me questions. I'll be answering questions until midnight. All right, fair. All, All right, <laughs> to so, be to be determined. It's almost like he knows um, me. Yeah. But I think I, I think I think if you look at if you look at what I've done in the past as far as fields and what I'm comfortable with him in Adnock, I think you could you could draw your own conclusions. I'm sure I could probably ballpark it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we go to kids night at the races on July 6th. Talk to us. I'm excited about that one. We're going to have a lot of fun with, um, with the kids. We're going to have a lot of activities there for them. You know, they'll be fully out of school at this point. So that'll be a, a fun little party for the kids and we'll do some cool stuff with that. Um, probably have some sort of meet and greet that night. I don't know exactly what that'll look like, but we'll do something like that. And then we're probably going to, that's a night we're hoping that the legends will join us. That's why we've only, if you notice the six shooters are off that night. Um, And the reason the six shooters are off is they actually, they did not want to race as many times as the other divisions did, which was fine with us um, because anything that we put together was going to be an increase anyway. So we put an increase uh, of races together for them at their request, but they, they were pretty clear i think we gave them um i think we gave them something like 15 or 16 races um which is where their the majority average came out to be wow yep and actually so you gave them the night off and then the following week is actually their six shooter showdown it's almost like you planned that one almost <laughs> um so, <laughs> so yeah we'll give them a chance to take a breather and then they'll come back and we'll do something special you know it'll be something similar to what we're, we've got in mind for the pure stocks um and we'll come up with something that's fun yeah, i know there's some enthusiasm around that division um with michael Aiton, um and you know he's really passionate about that so uh we'll see if he wants to um you know uh put some special stuff together similar to what he's done in the past um and yeah should be that should be a fun one for those guys to really be able to give them an opportunity to take center stage. And, and I know a joke that you like, almost like you put some thought into that. I know you and I have had a couple conversations here over the last few months that there's not many things that you just kind of blindly go into. You have a lot of thought processes and reasons as to why you do the things you do. Um, and obviously looking at the schedule and the way you've kind of laid it out, it's, it's pretty evident. Um, the following week, July 20th is your duel at the dog. So that's wheel and modified tour race number two, correct? It is. Yeah. I mean, the reason I can actually, um, poke fun at Brian and is because I'm as analytical as he is. So, um, that's somebody, <laughs> that's somebody who's some, that, that, that's, uh, from one professor to another. Um, 
So That's yeah, fair. the duel with the dog be the second tour race. Uh, don't ask me what the distance is. I'm yeah, not going to no, answer. Fine. We know it's not uh, 250 laps. Yes, who was originally on there is 250. <laughs> I think I texted him in about oh five seconds flat on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that may have happened. You, you never know what you, you never know what you'll see. I don't know. Yeah, true. Um, There's plenty of room the on the infield. So we've got four of our house divisions for this one. The mods, uh, mini stocks will be here. Six shooters and the pups will be cool. And then this will be the only stop for the, for the full blown NEMA midgets for the year. So we've oh, got yeah. both the lights and the midgets, which will be fun. Those guys are jonesing to get on the track. So I think we'll see. Um, I actually think you'll get, I mean, you'll, as far as it goes, I think you'll get a, a pretty decent NEMA car count. I think like if we got 12, 12 or more car full blown midgets, they're going to work hard on this one. I think you could see it with the new pavement, which would be cool. And then the trucks will come again. They like racing with the tour. Um, so they'll be back again. Um, and I, I should mention before I forget that what we did was everybody said they wanted to race with the tour. The car counts didn't support that, um, <laughs> that sentiment, uh, for my races in 2023, but, uh, we did talk to teams and said, hey, look, you all said you want to race in front of the tour. So every house division will race in front of the tour one time. And we just said, look, if you, we really need your support for these races. Um, you know, it's critical that it, it's the biggest stage you're going to have all year. It's, uh, you know, behooves you and your sponsors to be there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so you come back the following week with Triple Crown round two. So obviously we know that's for all of the house divisions. That's round two of that. Um then uh, August 3rd, you have the mini stock meet. Yep, that'll be the special for the mini stock division. So we'll do something, I think, fun with that. That'll be It'll be run by our rules, though. That is not an open mini race. Yep. Um, so we're going to run it. It's going to be a championship event for our guys. Uh, and we'll we'll give them extra. They're going to have extra distance, and we'll put them in the kind of in the limelight uh, for that night and, and um, give them their due. And August 10th, the Mad Dog Masters Challenge. I've been so excited to talk about this one. So this is the concept behind this is it's going to be a team race. So every it, from the driver's standpoint, they're going to be awarded points just like they would. But they, you can enter a team with one driver from every division and you get a point based upon their finishing position. So say Brian decided he wanted to race that weekend and he won the race. He would earn one point for his team. Say his teammate was Chris Riondo in the um, in the uh, Super Streets, and he finished third. He would get three points. And at the end of the night, the team that gets put together, and you have to have one person from every division, the team with the lower number of points is the champion of the Mad Dog Masters Challenge. That's awesome. That's a, that's so, a great concept. Yeah. That's definitely it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to build some great relationships cross-divisionally, which is important to me. Um, and it, you know, it won't interfere with anyone's point championship, but we're going to, we're going to pull out some stops for that race. That is wildly different than anything I've ever heard of. Yeah. It's my understanding that, um, when I was talking to Zaitam about this, he told me that, um, Riverside park actually had done something. When I told him I wanted to do this, he said he had vaguely remembered Riverside park doing something, but I think it'll be really cool. And, um, you know, I mean, I haven't done too much digging into this but i think it could be a cool fantasy opportunity as well i was just about to say <laughs> um so we could do some cool fantasy stuff with that um but i, I think that's going to be an event you're going to want to circle the calendars for i think it's got people are really going to latch onto it and i think you're going to see that just become a staple that's awesome um so the following week after that august 17th you have your super street summer shootout so i'm assuming that's their extra distance race yeah, it'll be the extra one for them. I, uh, you know, look, trying to look at the laps on that. 
Um, I think it's going to be somewhere around 50, but I'm yeah, still looking at that. But that'll be their showcase night. Yeah. 75. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, we've, we'll have to see that. I mean, you know, I've, I've had the same, same conversation around the R and R race and what we're going to do with that. Um, you know, my general rule of, my general rule of thumb is I want somebody to leave my racetrack saying, man, I want more. Not oh, why didn't they make that race fifty laps instead of seventy five? Because super shoots um, are awesome. Which we've all been there. We've all been to those races. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, it, you know, it depends. You know, it's, it, I think you know, if you look at the pre race, if you look at the preseason entries right now, and you're sitting at twenty, and it's not even November the first, and you've got I've got four rookies in that division, um, right as of right now. Uh, I, who knows? I mean, what you get for cars. And I think you got to, you also have got to look at that. That's one of the other things you look into, you take into consideration is if I'm going to get a, a very big car count and somebody has a poor qualifying effort, you know, we need to make sure that there's at least some sort of ample opportunity for them to get through the field. So that weighs into it a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, then you come back the following week, August 24th with a back to school night. Yeah, we're gonna. That'll be similar to the kids' night. We're gonna we're gonna pull out some stops for that. I think that'll be a lot of fun, like kind of a big bash for the kids before we send that we all send them back to school. Um, you know, the parents will probably want to be in the beer garden celebrating that summer is ending. Um, the kids, <laughs> you know, the kids are gonna be like no, but we'll uh, we'll have a we'll have a good time with them. Um, but the kids are gonna take center stage for that. Um, you know, I mean, everyone talks about building the fan base, but the kids a lot of times, sadly, the kids are neglected. Uh, and you learn a lot when you have a seven-year-old like I do and you bring him to a race. And, I, you know, I, I consider us to run some of the most efficient race programs out there. And my son's telling me it's boring. And I pay attention to the things that don't bore him. So, um, you know, I think engagement is critical. And we're gonna, that was one of the things on the surveys people wanted. And I think they're right. So, Absolutely. Uh, then September 7th, you had already alluded to, but that will be your Triple Crown Round 3. Yep, that one. That and so we'll again. There'll be a full champion crowning night. We'll uh, crown the champions of all six. Uh, well, five because there will be a points champion for the Mad Pups, but all five of of the divisions who race there uh, in the Triple Crown. And then, I mean, it's two weeks of championship crowning essentially. Then we go into the the crowning of the season long championships on the fourteenth. I have just a quick quick question. The the events that I've been to, you just. Um, you just award champions, right? Just the one of the, right? of the events, of the Josh, event, yeah. right? Oh yeah. So oh, great question. Yeah. So, no? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I am a big believer, um, that there is one person who wins. Um, and I think what we're going to do is, uh, we've talked about it. So we're still, we're still only going for the one big trophy. I know some people aren't going to be happy with that and that's okay. Um, I want you to go back to your garage and work your ass off to want it. Um, and I don't make any apologies for that. Um, so, uh, the, but what we will do is we will stop second and third and allow them the opportunity to be interviewed. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be handing out, you know, two column trophies so you can go and put it next to another two column trophy. Yeah. I want, I want to be handing out bulldogs that people who are racing for 12, 15 grand look me in the eye and say, I don't care about whatever the purse is tonight. I want to take that bulldog home. That's what I want. Brian's got one of those. Or two? He does. One. Just one. The Bulldog, yeah. yeah. One. One. Uh, and then the following week is Championship Saturday. 
Yeah, it'll be a fun one. We'll um, we'll really, uh, I mean, we'll elevate the champions as we, you know, you'd expect, you'd anticipate we would. We'll make sure that we that that's going to be a big deal. I I like what they've done in the past to make it like an afternoon race, so it doesn't feel like everybody's under the gun. Um, that's something I'm looking at actually after Labor Day period is doing some afternoon stuff. Uh, so, but I think we'll take our time with that and we'll make sure that we crown everybody properly. I don't think we'll have the spectator drags as part of that this year. I really want to just focus on the champions and making sure that we give them ample time and really elevate and acknowledge their achievement. That's a fair thing. And then the following weekend is a two day show at Manadnock Friday night, September 20th is new winners night. I have so many questions. Go ahead. It's way better than saying no. Yeah, what does, sure what, is, what, do, what does that mean? Like, clarify new winner's night. What do you mean by that? We're going to have new winners that night. Okay, so it's just basically, okay, it's people who have up to that point have not won a race. Correct. And that, and Correct. Yep. I mean, let me ask you, would you want to be called a new winner or a non-winner? <laughs> I mean, that's. I never thought about it till just now. It's a, it's a good point. That's well, a good I, point. I guess it depends, Josh. You just said we should go back to the garage and work on our stuff. So if we're that mentality, we are non-winners. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's true, but we don't need to smear your faces in it. Yeah, that's, fair. that's that's fair. I mean, that's um, I think that'll that should draw some attention and be pretty decent too. Yeah, I I think it will be. I mean, and we're gonna you know it'll be something along the lines. We'll post it because you know you have to. But I mean, it'll be something along the lines of like, um, you know, a, any anyone who gained points that didn't win a race, um, and has to be in the same division. You know. I, I, with all due respect, Brian, I don't want Brian getting in another car and going out and smoking the fields in a different division or something like that. Don't Thanks. don't worry. We watched him in a super street at Claremont. You'd be safe. Yeah, Josh. That's, that's true. <laughs> you would be a hundred percent safe. Yeah. Is that the same format where you could move up a division, but you couldn't move down? Uh, move up a division, but you couldn't move down. We'll have to, we're going to have to look at that. I think, I think if you didn't, if you didn't earn points in a division, that's it. Like if you you had you're not eligible, so I think you had to do at least one race in the division you want to do it in. That's why, as of right now, on you know October thirtieth, um, you know eleven months away, I'm, that's where my head is. Yep. And then do the winners get to do an enduro race? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, uh, think about it. Uh, there enduro. definitely won't be an enduro race in that. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> That would be crazy. Sorry. And, and then you come back on September 21st for the Winchester Fair. Yep. That'll be a, uh, we're going to elevate our fair game a little bit this year. I, uh, you know, sometimes I think you're, we're victims of, of our own success and we, we took some heat because we didn't have more fair elements, but I love the fact that people are, um, are paying attention. I love the fact that we have trained our customers to think like that. And, um, I love the fact that they're asking us to do better. So, I mean, we will, we'll work on some stuff. Um, and we'll, we'll, but I'm excited about that event. That should be a lot of fun. The open mini stocks are back. The pro fours will be there. The, the lights, the R and R, um, open should be, I imagine we'll have a, a pretty healthy car count for that night, um, for those guys. And then we're going to run an open late model race. Oh, nice. Perfect. So you have a jam packed schedule for a year. <laughs> you yeah. Look at, we're going to go 20, we'll go 20 times. Um, which I think, you know, it's, it's pretty much, we fell where people wanted to be. They've got some nice off weekends with the two, the two holiday weekends and the New Hampshire motor speedway. And then the six shooters got, um, what they were looking for. Uh, somebody doesn't want to come and race the open modified race that the mad dog modifieds have another week off there. Um, 
So yeah, and then people can just come and enjoy, enjoy after we crown the champions. They can have the uh, the new winners' night with no pressure. Um, and then you can also just to come in and enjoy the Winchester Fair if you want. Now, um, you may or may not know this answer yet, but are are they looking to do the same style of like you can if like that two day show you can come in and camp that weekend in the in the parking lot like you have in the past? Yeah, that'll be. I imagine that'll be a big weekend. A couple of things we're looking into right now are. Um, we're actually looking at and in, uh, doing like a Friday night would be really cheap to get in. Yep. Um, and we're looking at inviting the college students and we're actually um, exploring some like uh, some food trucks or a micro brew night type thing to create a party atmosphere after we finish up with the new winner's night. And then we'll go into the Winchester Fair. And then, of course, if it were to rain, the Winchester Fair will be run on Sunday. And then my last question that I had for you which I'm trying to read so that, okay, never mind. I do not have a question. I actually read your, I, I read the entire post, Josh, so that way I didn't look like an idiot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the season pass. I was, I was wondering if the wheel and mod tour was included in the season pass in both the pit pass and the general admission pass. Yep. It, it is, is absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It was, that was another thing that came through the survey and obviously, you know, with us leasing the track for the year, that eliminated a lot of obstacles for customers for both the track and for us. So um, they, I, some of the things that people felt like were a little disjointed, we're, we'll, we'll get rid of those. It'll be a much more seamless experience for them. Which again, I actually had this conversation with somebody at work uh, one day last week that the season pass really is a good deal. And somebody literally asked me, they're like, well, I don't know how the track makes any money off of that. So of course I joked, I'm like, well, God forbid you have a summer like we had this summer the our end is taking the gamble that we're going to race all 20 times and we're going to make it all 20 times to save a little bit of money where you are, you know, obviously if you make it all 20, you've already got the money up front and everything's good, but you know, God forbid you've got two or three, four rainouts like we had this past year, unfortunately that it's, it's a gamble on both sides. It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're like 20% off. Um, so, I mean, that's, con- if you're planning on racing the season, that's considerable. Um, so it, you know, so it's worth something, it's worth people looking at um, if it's something that they want to do. Um, and it also, you know, some people said, well, that's a little higher than it's been in the past, which, which it is, but if it actually now includes the modified tour events one and secondarily last year, whatever it was, it was only 14 races. Yep. This has six more events and the practices are included. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. So you're buying a season pass literally for every stock car racing event I have. That's so. That's really not that bad of a deal, then. So, if you if because uh, there your two practices at the beginning of the year plus every other event, that's really that's actually a, a steal, really. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then if I, I mean if we add in a practice before the twentieth, whether it be on the, the night before or the week before, depending on whatever, whatever happens with the weather, then like I'm not going to charge anybody more and say that wasn't on the original schedule. So you know you're gonna you're gonna gain again. Um, that's another one for, for a pass holder. Okay. No um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is a deal. I mean, yeah, it's a big number whenever you look at it. Um, but it's still less than if you support every single race that you and just pay retail individually. Yep. Um, and I know you touched on it a little bit, Josh, as we kind of went through, um, you said we had, you had nine mad pups. Um, do you want to not names? You don't have to throw names out there, but just numbers wise of what you have per division right now. Yeah, we got 22 modifieds right now with nine rookies. 
Uh, 20 super streets are in, uh, with four of those being rookies. We've got seven mini stocks currently, 13 pure stocks, two rookies, seven of the nine mad pups are rookies. And then we've got six shooter, six, six shooter entries in for a total of 77. Um, and my goal is to get to a hundred by the end of the year, which I, I think we should do. I was going to say, and we're not even in November 1st. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a big flurry at the beginning. It slowed up a little bit. Um, now, you know, they're coming in a little bit of dribbles and traps. Um, I imagine there'll be another big push around Thanksgiving because on December the 1st, if you don't have your entry in, then the numbers go, um, it's kind of a first come first serve after that. So, um, if somebody's even considering coming to Menadnock, it's worth the 50 bucks to keep your number. Um, so yeah, but I think, yeah, I think we should break that. We should get to the hundred mark. I'm I'm pretty confident we'll, we'll get there. I'm, I'm actually hoping we can get there by the end of November. That'd be awesome. I, I I'm curious, Josh. Um, how does how does this all come to be? Like, when who approach does Norm approach you? Do you approach Norm? How how does this whole thing happen? Norm and I were having some discussions about next year, and um, this emerged out of those discussions. I don't think either one of us was exactly anticipating that, but. Um, we were just discussing about how we were going to do things next year. And this emerged as, as a solution that he was comfortable with and I was comfortable with. And, um, you know, I've done a lot of business with Norm over the years and you know, to me, he's been, you know, really honest. He's got a lot of integrity and, you know, I, I trust him implicitly. And, um, yeah, I mean, he obviously trusts us as well. I mean, basically turning, you know, we're paying for it, but he's turning the keys over to the racetrack when you got brand new pavement on the ground. Yeah. That's I mean, that's a, it's a big deal you know i mean yeah i mean especially i mean you you guys are going to be responsible for i mean this may sound dramatic but it's the new you know the new evolution of monadnock speedway you know and how it's going to kick off and how it's going to carry on into the future which i think is it's crazy i never thought i'd ever see a repave at any of these tracks um let alone monadnock but um I think it just shows the level of commitment that Norm and Shirley Wren have <laughs> to short track racing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that cannot be, that's a pretty penny to do it. I don't know what the numbers were, but it's uh, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's <gotta laughs> yeah it's, I'm glad it wasn't on my dime. Yeah, How's that? It's gotta be. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an expensive day. Um, it was an expensive day. And I should mention that, um, you know, among the entries we have a New Hampshire state champion and a NASCAR division four regional champion that are, entered as well so i think that's fun and all the champs are already um back as well nice did any of them move up did any of them move up nope so every defending champ is redefending their title they are that's that is their intention yep that's what they've all told me yep i just didn't know if like a pure stock and moved up to a mini stock or anything like that but that's uh That'll be good then. See if they can win, win the last old one and win the first new one. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, and you look at it. So Davis is an interesting one because he he was a guest on my podcast earlier, and he told me that he has never won back to back. Oh no! So it, I mean, not only would it be cool if he was able to do the you know the old and the new pavement back to back, but he's actually never been able to win two consecutive championships. It's it's been almost every other for him. No kidding. Yeah, so you know, fun, a fun factoid. And again, uh, Wenzel was the champ for the mods, correct? Which was yep, his, Nate. which was his first, 
And then his brother won the Super Street title, which I believe was his first as well, wasn't it? He has multiple championships. Okay. Yeah. And then you said and, Chris Davis. And then I don't remember. I, forgive me. I don't remember who won the mini stock championship down there last year. Louis Maha. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 So, well, should be interesting then. Are there? Yeah. It, it, it will be. And I think, you know, it's, um, the car counts are looking good. I think there's a lot of buzz and enthusiasm, and we're just getting, and we're just getting warmed up. Are, are there any um, plans to update? Like, I know the asphalt was updated, but are you going to do anything um, in the fan section, like in the stands? Or is the really? I'm asking: Is the beer garden staying open or no? Um, the beer garden is. Uh, well, is the building going anywhere? Is that what you're asking? Like, are you going to do anything different with that building, or is the beer garden going to stay in that building? Like, is there any upgrades to the beer garden? Is there, there, kind of... uh, there, there probably probably not for this year. It's on the short list of uh, it's on the short list of things we're looking at doing in the future. Okay. Uh, the other one is the bathrooms uh, as well. Um, I'm aware that those need to be redone. Um, so, you know, we're gonna. We're going to work our way through this year, and we understand what the where the improvements um, should be made and what the fans are looking for, and we'll we'll work on that. I will say something: we are evaluating uh, based upon fan feedback and my own observations, um, which the fan feedback supported. Is we're looking at opening up where you can drink beer in the facility. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's gonna is that a state thing, Josh? Uh, no, it's a, no, it's not. It's, I just um, didn't know. They're right. No, it's it's a it's it's a simple thing to do. You just have to have the proper security in yep. um, in the areas. So it's it's something to me. I think that is a matter of convenience that, that I'm probably going to move forward on. Um, so it would be expanded, but not probably throughout. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Again, I just I didn't know if that was like a state thing because you see a lot of racetracks and a lot of things like that kind of have that fenced off area to make it a little simpler. So I just didn't know. Yep. So nice. Well, hey, um, we won't keep you much longer. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll look forward to hopefully you hitting that hundred mark before the end of November. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, appreciate for this it, season, guys. Man. But uh, yeah, we'll let you go. And again, thank you for uh, popping on on a Monday night. You bet, guys. I take care. Thank we'll talk you, to you soon. Yep. Bye bye. All right. So oh, now boy. that the whole Manadnock schedule and everything has been gone through, uh, you watched Stafford. I did not watch Stafford. I did well. I mean, I I watched the the tri track race. Yeah, you can talk about the tri track race. I mean, I mean, it's probably quick and short. Matt Hirschman did Matt Hirschman things. That's really what it amounts to. Um, I did have a interesting wager with uh, one of our buddies there, Justin Beecher, on yeah. this one. Yeah, um, and he made a good call. I absolutely give him that. But he took Ron Silk for the win on this race, and I said I'll take that bet. So I took Hirschman, and uh, we won't announce what it is but come new smyrna everybody's gonna know what the bet is so that should be interesting when that gets paid out in february um but really it uh it was a decent race just uh hirschman qualified up front or whatever picked his way to the front led there for a while came in first one out on pit road at lap 55 or whatever it was at 80 and got his way back to the lead and just kind of rode there and then once silk got to second uh hirschman of course stepped it up just to try to maintain a gap and they just really matched pace with each other for the last, I don't even know what it was, 15, 20 laps. But yep. obviously Silk wasn't able to get there. He was just matching the pace. But, uh, yeah, good race. Same same story, different day. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Martinsville also happened since the last time we were on. Yes. Um, pretty, 
Put a licking on them boys. He did. He, that, that car looked friggin' great. I wasn't expecting that. It, it was, was hooked up. Yeah. The right rear burner was hooked up. He was fast. He was. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about the three? And what happened? Oh, and uh, Kyle Bonsignor when they hit did, the back stretch. Did he break or did he get turned? Because he smoked Kyle Bonsignor. Yeah, I, I don't know. It looked like it overcorrection i mean he kept going so i don't think it's not like a broken axle like that's when you see a car snap to the right like that you could assume that it was an axle like you snap a right rear and the left rear is driving and it just hooks you into the fence but then he kept going and kept racing so i don't i don't see it i don't see any it couldn't have been a broken axle so i can only assume it was an overcorrection i'm not i'm not again there wasn't a good angle on it right Yeah, yeah yeah But there was a couple of cars that came out from the bottom side of the racetrack. Um, so I don't know if he got tagged and just, again, overcorrected maybe. once he got wound right maybe. up or what. But he absolutely, dude, I felt so bad for Kyle Bonsignor because he had nowhere to go. That's And that's the unfortunate part of racing sometimes is just, I I would and I've, I've I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast a hundred times, but I would I would take being lucky rather than good most nights at the racetrack because yeah. it just seems like some of those guys and racers when they get that bad luck streak going, it just it is so hard to get that monkey off your back to get rid of it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Preci killed them. I mean, just killed them Thursday night. Oh, without a doubt, no no challenge, none by anybody. But the interesting, the short point battle between Bonsignor and Silk was actually quite entertaining for most of the night. When Good for Ron. Yeah. Silk Ron went around. <laughs> Silk went around. He, Silk went around he again. Avoided. <laughs> like, I mean, you could tell he was Jesus. trying to run a little conservative because you, you know Ron could have gone oh, a little, he could've gone a little harder. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it saved him numerous times. I mean, you want to talk about avoiding some shit. <laughs> that was wild. But uh, he kept the wheels on it, kept it through. I'm not going to say it was perfect. It was probably towed out a little bit, but. He made it through and still finished. Got the big where check. Where he needed to, yep. Did what he needed to do. And Bonsignor gave it a shot. Where did he finish? P2, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was He was good. He just wasn't. Shy of winning, good. he controlled. Like, he did as much as he possibly yeah. could have done. Yeah, he was good. Just not Stuart Haas good. Nope. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, speaking of uh, Stuart Haas and, you know, Xfinity teams, we can oh, touch on that. Uh, we can touch on that Saturday. Shish show is the best way to put it. Yeah. They uh, they wrecked some equipment Saturday during the Xfinity race. They wrecked some equipment. Seemed like in every race that they raced there. So you didn't you didn't actually see the ending, and you didn't actually see no. the ending. Nope. So I guess I I'll the put video. the poll out for everybody else that listens to this of whether they're Team Sheldon Creed or Team Austin Hill. I'm Team Sheldon Creed. I'm on Team Sheldon Creed. You get used up by your teammate one and two. It's it's fair game from there on. I don't care. And when did we start being such wusses where we can't race for the win? Like when did that become wrong? When were did there, that were there championship wrong? implications for Hill because of that? Yeah. yeah. When he stoved in the radiator, when he hit. So again. I don't have access to the SMT data. I don't have access to what the throttle and brake control was. I am just going off of Twitter and what I saw with my own eyes. Austin Hill used up Sheldon Creed going down into one and two. Basically said, oh, I drove it in a little deep and I locked him up. No, you didn't. You knew what you were doing. It was a green-white checkered. Be a man. Hey, I tried to shove him up the racetrack because I was trying to win and give me the best possible chance at going and chasing for a championship. 
the unfortunate part was is I don't know what the conversation was like on the radio, but had Sheldon Creed won and Austin Hill finished second, both cars would have been in the championship four. Okay. Instead, Hill used up Creed. Creed repaid the favor. They drag raced. He repaid the favor. Well, I shouldn't say he won upped him, I guess, at that point was more yeah. more of what the thing was. And when they went down into three and four, he shoved him up the track, and then he got up in front of him. Everybody says it looks like he brake-checked him in the middle of the corner. And when Hill hit him, it blew the radiator and wrecked the entire field behind him. Well, when that also happened, that allowed Justin Allgaier to sneak underneath him. (laughs) And he won by two feet. Hmm. Which is a junior motorsports car, right? Yep. Yep. Good for them. Yep. Good for them. But like I showed you guys that clip before, Jeb Burton absolutely piss missling that thing in the inside wall at full speed. Yeah, like that looked like it hurt. Lift, <laughs> lift. I uh, mean, that's easy to say though. I mean, lift. The yeah. yellow was out. The field's frozen. <laughs> lift. Yeah, and it did sound like you were still fully in the throttle. <laughs> so somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody backed up and finished backwards, right? Probably. Uh, he was one of them. <laughs> yeah, he was one of them. He slapped it and then <laughs> he hit the wall right before the start finish. <laughs> I, listen, but my my big thing in this whole take, and again, I just saw highlights on Twitter, was who was the guy that came up and screamed at Creed at the end? Who was that guy? Andy Petrie. Who, what is what's his deal? Director of competition at RCR. Okay, well, that, so that's, that's the lead fucking asshole. That's the leader I want to come in and yell at your guy for trying to win a race. Yeah. Unfortunately, First off, you have no business yet. Like. You, I don't, I shouldn't say you have no business yelling at a driver like that, but like, how about your driver goes and says something to the other? So Sheldon Creed put it best, actually, was basically he made the comment of if it, when it was the other way around, nobody saw an issue with Austin using him up in one and two. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody saw that issue, but they all have the issue with him repaying. And again, I guess he did get a one up when he went down into turns three and four and used him up again. But unfortunately, Every fan has bitched for years that these races are getting boring and there's nothing going on. Now, granted, did I want to see 19 cars stacked up and, you know, $750,000 worth of torn up race cars? Not exactly. But here we are on Monday (laughs) still discussing the Xfinity race, whereas the cup race, yeah, they knocked each other around a little bit and some guys went around. But to me, the most interesting thing that happened all day yesterday was the fact that the pace car broke. Yes. And had to be towed off the racetrack. Yeah, that's pretty funny. See that's what happened? Anybody see what happened? No. I just saw the hook. The rubber buildup in between the two grooves had finally built up enough, got a chunk underneath the car, and ripped off the wiring harness to the fuel pump. Oh, no. Wow. So it had no fuel. Huh. So it. there they are. Middle of turn. Probably not the best place for a fuel for a wiring harness. <laughs> yeah. Like right on the bottom of the car. Like literally, did you see the whole field like stack up though? When yeah, the, the pace car, the pace car like goes up doing. and they're yeah. all like, oh shit, because you're yeah. taught. Yeah, you know, don't, you stay don't pass behind the pace, the pace car no matter what. And all of a sudden they're all like, I'm like, oh boy, we're gonna wreck under yellow. Yeah, I think they had like what a cleanup truck was leading the pace laps there for a couple laps, or the AMR safety truck, one or the other was, but something yeah, yeah, it was great. I'm like but that's the thing is, like, don't get me wrong. The, the race was halfway decent, and, you know, there were some beating and banging for the first time, and some it was a good Martinsville race with the next-gen car. But as far as the weekend went, the Xfinity race took the absolute cake on yeah. NASCAR. Are we Are we just – are we finally going to say that the Xfinity racing is better than the NASCAR racing? Oh, I've said that for the two Cup, years. The Cup Series racing, I mean. 
The problem is this, is the Xfinity car is exactly what the cup car should be. You can beat the hell out of those things, and the bodies hold up, and the frames hold up, and everything kind of holds up, and you can get some good racing, which was the intention of this new next-gen car. And the problem is the next-gen car is just not quite there yet. Track. Well, and it seems to be working on the intermediate and the longer tracks. So it's just not working mm-hmm. on the short tracks. So it's almost like they got to do. They I did just figure something out. They on the did just track. the opposite. Like right, you know, we want we everybody want a good short track racing. They yeah. took that away from us and gave us yeah. these awesome fucking cookie cutter mile yeah. and a half races, which is usually <laughs> right. And you're gonna you're gonna love what I'm about to say, Zach. I th- I think I'm gonna agree with you, but I'm getting to the point where I can't even stand truck racing anymore because that is just <laughs> literally smash the shit out of the leader and wreck each other. So I was just about to say I would venture to say that Xfinity racing is superior to Cup racing, and truck racing is more entertaining. Oh, entertaining! Than cup yes, racing. but not I can't, better. Racing, it's not better racing. <laughs> it's, it is not better racing. Cup, it, it, and this is the thing I struggle with, and I'll and I think going to my grave, I'll feel this way. When Kyle Busch stood up there and said, do you want to know how you get into a car like mine? You have $6 million. Yeah. Who, who, who has $6 million? That's the problem. Nobody I know. That's the problem is legitimately wow. that old school saying of. <laughs> Even, you know what I mean? Who has fucking $6 million? Nobody. The That's old school saying of, do you know how to make a million dollars racing? Yeah, Start out with two. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, unfortunately it's gotten to that point. It's just nobody here is in it to make a killing, right? We're not sandbagger, not trying to be mean. You're not out here to make money. Oh, God, no. You know, but you're also not looking to hemorrhage money either. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we've said multiple times. Everybody's got their hobbies. Some people have Harleys. Some people have snowmobiles. Some people have boats. Some people have race cars. Some people have all of them. Well, not anymore. (laughs) I don't have a boat, boat, he says. A couple bikes anymore. But but everybody's everybody's got to have their vice, but you can't racing unfortunately you can't hemorrhage money and right. continue that yeah, vice right you know you, you can understand okay hey i bought the car this is what it's going to cost me for the year and if i if i have a good year i'm going to lose five grand i could live with that for oh, a year absolutely. five ten grand that's what you're going to lose over the course of 25 30 races i can live with that it yep. sounds terrible but you can live with that what you can't live with is it's going to cost me 50 grand to race this year. And even if I win all of them, I'm going to make $12,000. You can't hemorrhage $38,000 in a single year. Yeah. And unfortunately, the Cup Series, Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, we've gone back to daddy's money fucking racing is what we've gone to. I don't think we've gone back to it. I think we've been, we've been there. Yes, we've been there. It's into it, and it's just it's not getting any better. You know, we've had that. We had this again, same conversation type of conversation we had today. Is like you know, you look at you look at Stuart Haas, right? Like Ryan Priest got there with yes, he had a couple races where he had to shell out a ton of money, but he also got to there with the talent of what he can do inside yeah. of a race car. I know, I know. Talented I race never car said, driver. I, I never said once that he wasn't a talented race car Wait. driver. Actually, I said once he got to this step, it was the perfect spot for him That's because he serious. burns off tires. We've said it's that the perfect spot times. for him. It's where he belongs. You're a hater. I'm not a hater. It's the God's honest truth. I think yeah. the reason he won Martinsville the other night is because they had changed tires. But that's besides. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That'll get some people pissed off though. But. You look yeah. at Stuart Haas, and Stuart Haas is probably the closest thing to still having yeah. talent. I like what they've been doing. They're, and uh, they're and I'm, I'm not saying that other guys don't have talent. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. But, like, they go and pick up a Josh Berry. Yep. Josh Berry cut his teeth at the Cars Tour at the pro late model level to get his shot with Junior. Got the foot in the door, did well. Now he gets a shot at Stuart Haas. Briscoe did really well, and, and I know he had some backing, so it's not all that. And then 
but still dirt and whatever. Dirt and, and everything else. And same way. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing. And I feel like Stuart Haas is looking at the actual financial model because I'm sure those guys are not costing them what, you know, a Kevin Harvick, yeah. you know, would cost them or whatever. No, and the next yeah. guy that they're bringing in is probably not going to cost them a lot either. It's like bringing, it's like bringing in a, a single A. He may be suspended from NASCAR currently. Actually, I think he got reinstated. Jeremy Mayfield. No. <laughs> No, that's only 20 years ago. Noah Gregson? Uh, he was rumored oh, to go to the 10. Still, he's still suspended? No, I think he's off suspension. Probably. He's done yeah. his... It was because he tweeted something. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 He, he liked an Instagram post. Yeah. Oh. He liked yes. an insensitive... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cancel culture. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you got to get a burner account, dude. He probably thought it was. <laughs> Just Very don't true. be like the Steelers coach. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very um, true. Yeah, we'll tell okay. you afterwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Canada I, for sure. But I think, I, I think, realistically, if they sign Noah Gregson, that's a four-headed team that is mainly talent-only driven. Not I've got millions and millions behind me. Yep. Which the interesting part is, if you if you go down the rabbit hole that is Twitter sometimes and NASCAR side of Twitter, which can keep you up in the middle of the night if you really start diving deep into it, but. Like, obviously, if anybody watched the Josh Berry press conference with Stuart Haas, there was a conversation had about whether they would stick with Ford or not. Yep. Because Josh Berry was Chevy with Dale Jr., blah, blah, blah. And the thing that everybody keeps talking about is Smoke kept saying, we're signed through 2024. Wouldn't come out and say he supported Ford and, oh, my God, we're going to be Fords forever. All he kept saying was, we're signed through 2024. How ironic was Junior wanting to have a cup team, and so um, this is the rabbit hole that I went down. The, aren't they getting rid of the Xfinity team? I uh, he's not getting rid of the Xfinity team that I know of, but this is the rabbit hole that I went down the other night of reading into stuff. Is that Junior keeps expressing how interested he is yeah. into taking over or buying a cup charter? Stewart is having a grand old time playing in quarter mile at a time and being married and everything else he's doing. It would not surprise me. If yeah. it switches to Chevy in 2025 and by 2027 and may have a new name completely. <laughs> That's the rabbit hole I went down. Do it was either Friday I, night or something. Do I have to tweet at Kelly Earnhardt to see if we can get in? She's, yeah, she'll, she'll, <laughs> do same, she'll do the same. She'll probably do the same thing I with the Kyrus no tour. <laughs> I have no idea about, what dude. you're talking about. Three weeks later. Dude, how crazy, saying, how crazy yeah, was we that? We called that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you called that. You called that. She denied that up and down. Oh, yeah. She didn't deny it. All she said, she didn't have any. Oh, yeah. She's she like, oh, I have I don't, no I don't idea. Know about yeah. That. <laughs> no, no idea. Yeah. I mean, she lied to our faces, Classic. but that's okay. Yeah. That's that's what we call a business move right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't collect that. You can't give us scrubs and inside scoop. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's interesting. I mean, I think I could see it. I could see where Stewart's like, you know what? I've done this long enough. I've played in the game. I never pictured him being a Hendrick where he just keeps that team forever. Like, I don't, I didn't ever picture that. Well, more likely, I mean, the other side to that, too, is Gene Haas is, is a fair amount. I think he's like 80 or something. Like, so does Earnhardt just take over Gene's side and then half of it or whatever? Stuart Earnhardt racing. Oh, yeah. my God. Heads would explode. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Bring them both out to a Daytona race and just let them tandem draft the whole day. It'll be like real yeah. old school shit. Man. In a related, I see that Stewart sold the All Star Sprints to Larson, and really, his yeah, yeah, not uh, a bad move. 
I could picture him. Oh my god, I feel bad for not being able to remember. I him. could picture him. Shane. Shane. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. that that guy. That guy. That's not a bad yeah. move. He sold that. Again, there's there's a rumor swirling. Like he could turn around. Brad just, Sweet. Brad Sweet. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Me a minute. Oh, yeah. I could see Big the Napa cat. car. I could yeah. see the Napa Sprint car. I'm like, Big I could cat. see it. Yeah. But it's uh, it'll be interesting. The other funny part that I did find is, of course, it's silly season, right? So, like, everybody's changing teams. Some silly It is. It is. I love it. It is because, again, Noah Gregson's not confirmed yet. But yet this weekend, for the first time officially, Eric Almirola actually announced that he's retiring at the end of the year. Yeah. And if you read some of the tweets and you read in between the lines, it doesn't sound like he wants to be done racing, but he's done full-time racing. So does that mean he goes to Stewart's Xfinity team and picks up 10, 12 races a year and they put the third car out there, blah, 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 whatever it may be. So he's officially retired. There's no driver announced for the 10. Technically, I don't, I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think Sheldon Creed had announced where he was going because he's all done at RCR at the end of the year, which is where the other side of that coin of the Austin Hill versus Sheldon Creed comes in is because he was all done and everybody knew he was all done. But then in the post-race interview, basically uh, Austin Hill goes, I can't wait for him to leave us and go to Joe Gibbs racing. So I guess we know uh, where Sheldon Creed is going. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm, I'm just saying that Joe Gibbs equipment, especially in Xfinity, may be a tad of a step up yeah. from RCR equipment in Xfinity. Dude, I love his glasses. And apparently Sheldon Creed's going, or not Sheldon Creed, apparently uh, Jesse Love will be going to RCR Xfinity next year. Don't know if that was announced either, but it was. Didn't Haley Deegan also just sign in? Yep, she's going to Xfinity deal too as well. She actually, believe it or not, she did better in the Xfinity races than she did in her truck races. I'm not saying she did. Who's she going to, do we know? Uh, Probably not a good team, but she's going up. I saw she just got proposed to, too. Twitter was freaking out. Good on her. I think that was it for racing, man. Well, what's the next race for you? Wall. Turkey, Turkey, Turkey right? Derby. Actually, that, have we heard from the doctor yet? Oh, yeah. How's the Oh, yeah. I'll out? have it back uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday. Bad? Nope. nope. Oh, it, uh, good on you. Yeah, so. You caught that, didn't you? Yeah, that was you. Yeah, you well, saved well, it. Kind of. I mean, a combination of things. So yeah, it, oh, absolutely. But you being. OCD, hyper so yeah. sensitive. Yeah. Well, it's heads up enough. Like, I mean, like Tony said that you get a, your biggest clue is that you lost power steering, right? So you lose instantly lose power steering. It's not like it faded or anything. It stopped coming out of two. So that was my biggest hint. So then going down the back stretch, kind of half throttle, more or less like looking at like, you know, lo- looking around to seeing if there's any other indications or whatever. And I, and I look and see the oil pressure gauge blinking red and it's at zero. I know instantly that I've lost all the pulleys. So literally right there going to shut it down. And then we hit and spun through three and four. But, um, you know, fortunately, you know, you know, caught it really quick. So it, uh, and then the other side of it was that they use Teflon coated bearings in those motors. So that like one little extra layer of protection more or less helped save the motor, you know? So yeah, we got it. I got it down there last Tuesday and, and had it, had it in the shop. Uh, oil pan off, ro- all the rods and mains off it. Um, is this right an alliance away. motor or is this an open motor? That's a that's okay. Just check it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have one of them. Camp change motors. Um, hey, you're allowed to run those on the Pro Late Model Tour. 
Oh, are you? You are. Interesting. It's got to be a certain part number, but you can run them. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So anyways, yeah, basically it's amounts of changing the rod bearings and put it on dyno and check it over and good to go. So we'll be good. Yes, sir. I recently, I saw that you posted Man, we're, it. Yeah, we're killing it. Yeah. We're what, killing it. What are you up to now? 29 drivers, and we have 9 out of 10 races sold for sponsorship. So wow, we Jesus. will be broadcasted on YouTube. Fuck yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. heck yeah. Yep. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. What, what um, So, again, we'll all... Since you, it's wait, no free shout outs. Uh, there's an announcer that uh, that's who I'm paying. Yeah. Would the guy that okay. broadcasts, so you could probably get on with him through YouTube and Facebook and through this guy though. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he takes care of all of it. Um, yeah, let me know. Let me know. I like to call so, a little, little razzle dazzle. So we'll give our shout out. So lightning chassis sponsored two events. Nice. Uh, Kevin Brown in with original Wheelman sponsored nice. two races. Uh, 51 Designs, which is Tegan doing paint schemes for iRacing, sponsored a race. Nice. Uh, Garrett with Backup Spotting Services, sponsored two races. Baby Shark. Yep, Baby Shark. Uh, Phase Wrecker and Repair Service from the Six Shooter Division. Oh, they sick? sponsored it. Yeah. Sick? We got all three of the Scott brothers. Really? Yeah, all three of them signed up. Hell yeah. Uh, and then LFOD Motorsports, um, Quadros nice. sponsored. So I got one race left to sell. Tony's driving, right? He's one of the. He's, he's one, one of the. Right? Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah. Uh, I got one race at Nashville Fairgrounds that we have not sold yet. It's 50 bucks. Um, like I said, all the money is going to go towards the league. So, like, nothing's going to me, you, Sandbag, or none of that. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you flat out. It's not cheap to have these races broadcasted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Number two, everybody's paying to race in the league. I, I did a little deal to try to help Tegan out with this paint scheme thing. So if you run, if he designs you a paint scheme, it's only 20 bucks to register. If you don't, it's 25. I, I wasn't going to do a huge jump, but a yeah. little something for, for Tegy. Nice. Um, but uh, where was I going with this? I don't know. So do we get to... Oh trophies and we're going to do trophies for the top three in the championship i'm having them just stop it i'm having them designed currently actual physical trophies uh i haven't decided i've got a guy you got a guy zulo fabrication is working on it as we speak to do metal hanging signs with like a race car design the turn four design he's uh he said he had a couple ideas but they raced um they raced lemons this weekend, so he was a little oh, yeah, busy. Shit, I forgot to I forgot about that. Yeah, they had they had a they had a rough day with the focus. They broke some parts, had to come into the garage area for a while. They had a rough uh, day with both cars. And then the pink lady had a um, she's headed for the graveyard. Oh, she had a car. Uh, uh, poor coot. Yeah. Oh no. Was headed down into the bowl, down in turn six, up on the road course when he hit the brake pedal and it went to the floor. Oh, she gone, gone. I didn't look that bad. So Ben Bushy posted pictures at first, right? So he posted like a picture of like down the side and like the right front's crinkled up. I'm like, okay, you could put a fender on that. Probably some right front suspension parts. And then he goes to the back. I'm like, same thing. Like it's not easy because it's a friggin' Buick Park Avenue or whatever the hell it is. It so is, I'm like, yeah. it wouldn't be easy, but you could do it. And then he posted a picture of the roof. The roof buckled coot hit so hard. Yeah. Diamond, oh, like diamond the car, diamond the car, tore the ears off the transmission or ripped the transmission right off the motor or whatever. Like it, it's junk, junk. But they, uh, they got the they got <laughs> poor coot, dude. Yeah, poor coot. They got the focus back together on Saturday. Went back out and then they raced on Sunday. I was gonna go down, but I just I had way too much to do around the house and everything else. So I just and to be fair. <laughs> When it decided to rain and be 44 degrees, I was so happy I had stuff to do around the house because there was no... Poor Garrett sends me a picture. He's got an umbrella 
his turn four podcast winter beanie, his headset, a coat zipped right up, and he's like, a little damp in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it, huh? Oh, yeah. He loves Spotty. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Have we had Dozer on yet? Yeah, Dozer was on. Yeah, yeah on our on. porch. On the porch. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, yeah, about the right. porch episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, so your wall, and then you're done for the year at that point, right? Yeah. There's a North-South shootout this weekend. Obviously, we're not going to that. Yeah. Down at Caraway. And then... And then the next one would be Smyrna. Yeah. So, for us, it's Turkey Derby and then Smyrna. Have we committed to Smyrna? Yes. So, Weasel's running, I believe, I believe Weasel's this oh. weekend down at Dillon. I think Dillon for... Dillon is this weekend for Dillon's Weasel. Dillon's this weekend. Then he's off until... Till the bash, till I believe. Dillon. Yeah, till Dillon again. Where he's off until the bash, which I'll be bash at. I'll be at the bash. January, first weekend of January, January. First full weekend of January. I'll be at the bash again. Nice. Why not going to again? I'm driving though. Ugh. I'm probably not. I'll pick you up at the airport. Sounds good. Yeah. What day are you leaving? I for do. I just. Derby? There's something about having your own vehicle. Derby? Yeah. Thanksgiving day. You leave it Thanksgiving afternoon. day afternoon. Yeah. Probably be like night. No, no, it'll have to be. It's five and a half hours, so it'll be probably like two o'clock like, in the afternoon. Yeah, three at the latest or whatever. Yeah. And our practice is at ten o'clock the next morning. Oh yeah, you want so to like be down we there. Ha- There's no choice. Like we got to go on Thanksgiving. Is it you race on Saturday though, right? Yeah, just that I've never been. There no, 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 no. I just. Yeah, oh, yeah. you don't you race till Saturday, right? Yeah, That's we don't. Right. Yeah, don't race till Saturday. But, right, but uh, right. we have a Do practice have a, on. Where Saturday. are you staying? I got an Airbnb. Do you have room for two more if, uh, if Zach and I could come down Friday night? Let me look into that because I don't know exactly. You got a truck, going. big dog. We can sleep in the truck. It is true. Well, I mean, I'll if, be worst case, case scenario, food. awesome. Yeah. Sold. You love being yeah, little Sometimes food. you just need to. Sometimes I just want to be worn like a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. It's so ridiculous. Sometimes it's nice to feel loved. Um, I mean, we, got some, we got some irons in the fire, I think. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we got knock on uh, wood. Uh, and again, so by the time everybody listens to this, your breast cancer awareness apparel is in. I had a DJ is working hard I, on this, people. I had a rough week last week with work and just being busy, and it was the boys' final week of flag football and this yeah. and that. Everything is in. Um, shoot me a message on the podcast page. I prefer again. I know a couple of you have already d- discussed with that. I'm going to ship your stuff. Um, if you can pick it up, please just shoot me a message and we can meet here at Golden Cross or I can probably drop it off at Fireside if I need to and yeah. I'll just leave names. Yep. Um, that would be the preferred method of pickup, but just... Pete's on. Yeah, he grabbed his... Actually, he came. He ended up coming here because uh, they had the mini stock meeting last week, so he shot me a message. So he ended up did grab his, but it's just... It's been crazy. They're all in there. I do have a list, and again, I will tell everybody the same thing I put in the post. If you do not pay, you do not get your T-shirt. I will resell it. You have until what do we want to give everybody? Give them another week. I don't know. Let's Whatever. see. You have until November tenth to pay, basically. I'll call it, and then after that, on November eleventh, I'll post what we have for sizes of people who didn't pay. Just because it's not fun to chase people for money. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. What I really want to do is I'm going to look it up tomorrow, but we'll talk about it afterwards. But we we got some news coming, so stay tuned. Yeah, we'll start getting start hammering some more guests here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Now that ra- racing has slowed down. Yeah. So, uh, till then, see everybody on the Facebook page, and I racing will start up here in about a month. Peace. 
We'd like to take a moment and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Turn 4 Podcast. Have a question, comment, or query? We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us today at our Facebook page, Turn 4 Podcast. And until next week, we'll see you at the racetrack.